Are you there? Here? It appears that way. Are you a what or a who? I used to be a what. I became a who. It took some time and I turned back into a what. Then I realized, turned into who I was. It's a different kind of who and then a different kind of what. Did you need to become this so that you could become a different what and a different who? The different who became inevitable. This other what I didn't see coming. So it's new and hasn't been before. I didn't see it coming. Does it mean that there'll be a whole new level of integration for you with this new what and the new who? That who has been underway for 30 years, developing. But because I wouldn't conclude based on what I did know, see, and experience, I wasn't distinguishing it in its development, even though I was being it. He knew, I knew, but was clueless. He knew and was clueless, and I was limited to him. makes the two similar, even though neither one is really that. The two are one, but because of lack of contrast, he couldn't distinguish that. It's like a little bit like the subconscious self and the conscious self. The conscious self, without realization, is clueless of what lies beneath. In a sense, there's two, but it's really just one. What were you clueless about? Not clueless. Slightly different. It's beautifully limited to. Have you been in existence before? How do you know all these levels and... The more that I lived what I knew, the more I knew. In this life, you amassed this knowing and knowledge, this one life. I always knew, but I couldn't tell that I knew.
that was intrinsic to me. How was I to know? Do you mean you knew, but you didn't understand? I knew, but I didn't know that I knew. So in your experience, you were simply clueless, but moving in your knowing. Yes. I remember when I was quite little, maybe two, walking around in the back alley. I couldn't recognize my own interior because there wasn't anything else but that. It wasn't even until the last couple of weeks that I differentiated that interior. I was so used to it all of these years that I couldn't see it in the little one. It was black, still, without any content, but had this packaging that could think and feel and do, and with eyes see things. I didn't separate between the two. I couldn't distinguish between the two. That's what you mean by we were always one, or we were always together. The same principle is true of everyone, without everyone being the same. Everyone is one with what they really are, whether they realize the contrast or not. No. Anyone can separate. That's like a, a child leaving its innocence. That turns awareness in the child increasingly into something that is artificial and not real. But it's inevitable that the two will reunite, whether in this life or after this life. After, yes. The still black stillness you speak of, that's even before the being. It wasn't stillness. It was like a rich, thick, nurturing completeness of black that had no movement. Is that what you, we are, or where we come from, or the same? The sense I have, it's, it's both. It's what I was. You have said, we are going where you come from, 
Are we not of the same stuff? Are we different than you? Made of the same, by the same, but not the same. The potential is there, but that doesn't make it reachable. Similarly, everyone is in a different range of potential. What is within reach for one may be just out of reach for another, and not at all within reach for again another. You're speaking of the potential to be the same. Is that the potential you're speaking of? Just potential. What are you? And then another fair question would be, what am I? Everyone is like a, a black Rubik's Cube. At first, you can't distinguish that there is any kind of movement in the cube. You're not able to tell anything. There were a number of different times in my life, only because I was being what I knew, that the cube, the black cube, evolved, which enabled it to have distinguishing regions. I remember being able to distinguish between two different regions at about three. for quite a few more, but they all came together as one. So in, in one way it still seemed like two different regions, but the difference developmentally between the first and the second is that the first was simple and distinctly different, and the next one was as distinctly different, but really complex. Each time that there would be an evolutionary shift of the cube, that changed everything of what that cube was. first that I could remember was at four. The big ones were at four, maybe twelve, seventeen, twenty-seven, three years ago, April, and about five more since then.
What's happening for you right now? I don't know how to answer that. It's too specific. With each of these realizations or contrasts in the cube, was there a shift in purpose or direction or more just more clarity in the trajectory? None of the fundamental shifts appeared to make any difference until the one at 17. The previous ones were more like evolutionary markers. The cube is realizing itself, but without any practical differences. And since you had five in the last few weeks, that means the cube is still realizing. It doesn't matter, but do you know what the result of the, or will that end, or is there an end to that? Of major shifts, the five is in the last three years coming April. So for us, it's to notice the cube and the realizations, but it's not necessarily for practical reasons. It's simply developmental, and we can be... It doesn't really matter to notice anything. Nothing needs to be noticed in the evolution of awareness. It doesn't make a difference what you notice and what you don't notice what you see or not see. Nothing really matters, except that awareness is turning into what it knows. And it doesn't need to be aware that it is. I know this. And I love this, that that is all that matters. You said it yesterday, and you've said it a million times, being and doing what you know, being oneness, one with what you know. It actually doesn't mean anything. It's only in ourselves that it means something. What gives it its meaning, its import, its weight, its depth, its quality, First has nothing to do with any choice of words. All the concepts are not helpful. It's what moves them. If it is real and true, it's that part. And it's only what is real and true in you that knows. This has a dynamic effect on yourself. It instantly reflects in yourself, creating a, a movement of form. That movement comprises your experience. 
There's only one real and true. And that's what you really are, that you are in existence with all of that not really meaning anything. It's the reality of it, not the communication of it, not the realization of it, not the recognition of it, not the participation in it. You are in existence, but you don't exist. And it isn't a play of mind that you don't exist. When you die, when your body, your physical body dies, you are back to what is without this whole existence. This whole existence that you found reflection in, whether real and true, or illusory and false, all dependent on what you were being. It's all extremely complex. The simplicity of it is that in all of this complex existence that is given to you for a time, you are beautifully nothing. If you like that, or don't like that, you miss it. It's like at the tipping point to sleep, when almost all of existence is gone. It doesn't matter that you notice or not. It doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter anything that you can put together. It doesn't matter that you can apply being that in your day. Be it in your day, and you're probably just giving yourself a good workout. Exercising your thinking, your feeling, your willingness. easy to be in a, a living concept that you directly know the truth of and feel it. Feel it in all your body. It's beautiful, a real reflection of you, but it's not you. Be you by being still. If you are being stillness, that means you're not really you yet. It means that you're enjoying the proximity to you.
many years ago. I had stepped into the other side and saw spheres of pure beingness, loving. Is that just simply some other form of what we are? It's a form of what we are in existence. But as you've said, what we really are doesn't exist. It perfectly reflects in existence. Nothing perfectly reflects in existence. If you have bought into existence, that corrupts the reflection. And you believe what you see. That's the whole nature of the purchase. Once started, it's a fast developing complex virus, empowered by you. Do you exist? I understand what you said about we don't exist, but do you exist because of what you are and what you've come into and, and that your reflection is of something real? So when we look at you, is that still buying in to the existence of things? That depends on what you see and what that does to you. But you are here. You are here in form. You are real, figuratively speaking and, and literally speaking. You are real. Because much has been made about materialization and manifestation, this seminar, does seeing you rightly put us in existence or give us existence? The closer you are to you, the closer you are to being the whole of you, the more undressed you are of existence while you're in it. What you are is meaning that streams through whatever form. But what you are is meaning that streams Nothing within nor without can add to nor take away from what I really am. There's more to you than all of the complexity that you perceive and experience in existence. You are so much more than all that you register.
existence. You are so much more than all that you register in your being. There's love. But all of the reflections of that are only that. 